Welcome back to Podcrastination, the weekly podcast with Andy and me, Lizzie. This week is all about change, as my world has been well and truly turned upside down this week. As always, I'm here to ask you if you enjoy our podcast, to please subscribe, give us a rating and leave a review. Thank you and happy Tuesday. Hello, Andy. Hello, Lizzie. How are you? Well. (laughs) (laughs) What a week. I'm in need of a gin. Are you? Can we have a gin this week, please? We absolutely can. This is the right place for it. Hashtag Tuesday Club is back. Very, very much needed. I have had a whirlwind week, a whirlwind in the best possible way, but my life has been turned upside down because this week I have fostered an eight-year-old pug called Oscar. And I can tell you because I have just met him virtually through the phone that he is adorable. He is very adorable. He's very, very sweet and he's so affectionate. And I was reading about pugs today and just their characteristics. And that's kind of what they're like. They love cuddles. They're really chill. They follow you around everywhere. And I can attest to that. I literally can't go anywhere without him getting up and following me. And even if I'm just like nipping to the kitchen to get a glass of water, he'll be fast asleep. And then suddenly he'll wake up and follow me. And then I'll come back and I'm like, well, you've just got to go back to sleep now. Why don't you just stay where you were. I have a cocker spaniel that does something very similar, so I'm glad I'm not alone there. <laughs> uh, I probably should have warned you. So you're five, six days in. Are you fully? Uh, yeah, was it, yeah, six, six days in. Yeah, and fully dog mum feels already. Yeah, it's. I've been so surprised at how stressful it's been, actually. I grew up with dogs, so I know what it's like to have a dog and that responsibility. And it's not that really that's that's been the issue, but I think it's just that this little thing comes into your house and everything changes. Like my routine changes. I'm suddenly responsible for somebody other than myself, which, you know, I've lived on my own for five years. I've not had to think about anybody other than myself for five years. And it's just been a huge adjustment. I mean, I love having him in the house and it's a lot of fun and he's really cute and just like I just look at him and I'm like I can't believe you're mine (laughs) (laughs) I know that feeling too yeah so it's just yeah I I feel like today I'm a little bit more organized like I've got everything sort of in its place now so that's where his lead lives that's where his food lives his bed there and everything and so the house feels tidy and in its place because I think the first couple of days when I just had like poo bags coming out of here and leads here and all his medication there because he's um he's got a few things wrong with him so he's on meds for the rest of his life and stuff so there's lots of things like that to think about and I only live in a small flat so having all of this extra stuff um I was just Oh, you know, we talked a bit last week about liking things tidy and in its place. So I just felt a little bit all over the place, but we're all organized and a bit more. We're getting there with our routine now. It's really good. It's uh, definitely a whirlwind change. And I, I think you've said a few times, you know, how adaptable you are to situations and to change. But this is something in adult life that like you say, you haven't had this responsibility. And I know I was the same. When I got Cooper two years ago, I spent my first week, I got him in March, there was a bit of snow, 
I spent my first week trying to, because he was a puppy, so I was in and out every half an hour. By the end of the week, I genuinely could not get warm. I was cold to my bones. <laughs> I was anxious about everything. I thought I was going to tread on him. He was really tiny, all of these new worries and fears. And, and then it literally took at the end of that week, I had to go to my wife's grandparents and they just took control and said, go and get yourself a warm bath, you know, warm up, take an hour off. And I was like, yeah, actually, that's what I haven't done. I haven't actually detached myself from any of this. So I fully empathize and you're doing great. Yeah, well, I did have a bit of a freak out the other morning where I was like, oh, my God, like, what have I done? Like, This is a commitment now for for well, forever, for as long as he lives, however long that might be. And I, I think, just had a little moment where I was mourning the loss of my life that went before me and... <laughs> I was like, well, you can't just stay out all night now or do this, that and the other. And I just had to say to myself, Lizzie, when was the last time you even did that anyway? (laughs) It was like years ago. But I think it's just kind of knowing that you do have that responsibility now and things like that aren't as easy and, you know, subconscious. You have to really think and plan now. I have a newfound respect for new parents yeah because if I'm like this about this little fur ball coming to live with me can you imagine what it must be like for someone bringing a baby home for the first time just being like oh my god there's this thing that needs my attention all the time I have to keep alive yeah we've talked about plants in the past and stuff like that I I've barely been able to keep plants alive and then I brought a dog into the house and you know two years on he's doing great and yeah it definitely does build up that respect the only difference there with parenthood is actually going outside for you know all the toilet habits and this that and the other that's that's the only bit I can sort of probably say would be different not not being able to shove your child outside to go to the toilet well I live in a first floor apartment so this requires me to we we go out regular intervals to make sure that he's establishing a routine and we don't have any accidents but because he's not a hundred percent he does have a few health issues like I said and he being able to warn me that he needs to go is one of his issues and so we have had some little presents left occasionally (laughs) very polite when I like at first it was freaking me out a bit and I was just like oh my god like what am I doing this thing that like poos in my house and stuff I'm just like oh god I can't cope with this whereas now I'm just like whoops a daisy (laughs) and just sort it out and clear it up and it's not ideal but I think he just needs to establish his routine and I mean for a tiny little thing he goes a lot (laughs) (laughs) I can't I can't comment on it I mean Bless the poor boy. I am sure he'd love to know that we're talking about his bowel movements, but he's <laughs> he gets away with it. He's cute. I said that he follows me around. He's never more than a few centimetres away from me, and he is asleep on the floor by my feet as mm. I record this, and he's snoring his little head off, so I don't know whether the microphone will pick it up or not. He has been heard on Teams calls at work, yeah. um, and I've had to disclose that that is not me making that noise. <laughs> He's so cute. I know that, uh, well, I think somebody said to me this week, it takes dogs three days to settle, okay, three weeks to establish the routine, and three months to call it home. Yeah, there's definitely, you, there's signs. There, there'll be little things where you'll spot that, like you say, he's definitely feeling very relaxed and following you everywhere and 
cuddling up to you already is a very good sign. So that ain't going to stop. No, I mean, he he did that straight away and I'd had him a couple of hours and we were sat on the sofa and he put his chin on my knee and I just sort of sat there and I was feeling really overwhelmed and I nearly had a little cry. I nearly had a cry out of like, oh my God, what have I done? But also like, oh my God, he's so cute. And I don't think I've ever loved anything so quickly in my whole life. I fully empathize with that. That is exactly how I felt too. So... It is a very overwhelming week for you this week in many ways, good and and bad, and getting used to having your life changed and the change for the better, a change for his life for the better. You know, he is going to a loving home and that is a wonderful thing. So it will take a lot of getting used to. You say he's got to develop his routine. You have to develop yours as well. Yeah, and we're really good during the day. I think it's it's made me realise like my morning routine, like how much I love that. And I think I've talked about it before, how I sort of leisurely get up and make a coffee and then I'd sort of get back into bed and I've been doing a bit of like Instagram content and Mm -hmm. using that time before I start work for myself and was beautifully selfish time like I didn't wasn't and I didn't have to answer to anybody you know I hadn't started work yet or anything like that and I just really really enjoyed that whereas now I'm up half six we've got to get out the door because I'm trying to get him out as early as possible as soon as he wakes up so there's no accidents and well this morning this is another thing I read about pugs they're quite clever and they pick up things really quickly and so he has learned already where I am at night so he sleeps in the kitchen at night and I close the door but Mm -hmm. I'm in a a flat and so my bedroom door is directly opposite the kitchen door and he's figured out that that's where I go when I close him in the kitchen (laughs) and so at bedtime he tries to run into my room and then when I do close the kitchen door on him he just like claws at the door for a little bit and I'm like no but at four o'clock this morning he decided that he would wake up and that's what he would do so I woke up to this little clawing noise so we got sleepy Lizzie on today's episode Uh, yes I feel a little bit well my anxiety this week has just been like flying high I my concentration is all over the place I'm tired it's a happy feeling but it is just yeah I just feel a little bit off balance you haven't you haven't developed any random new coping mechanisms like I don't know putting keys down in a certain situation I've not had time to think about (laughs) a coping mechanism, Um, maybe turning to drink. So I suggested the gin that we're drinking tonight, and that is Brewdog's Lone Wolf Gin, because I am no longer a lone wolf. And Brewdog obviously ties in with the dog. You've had another wolf in the making join your pack. Yes, we're a little wolf pack now, yes. Little wolf pack. So, cheers to Oscar's new home. Cheers. And to you, cheers. And uh, yeah, we're back on the the gin casting. Mm. I do love this gin. So, can you tell me anything good about it? I can tell you that they are as good at making gins as they are at all of their other distillery work, and and they're known for their beers. And but the Scots pine and and the the juniper that's in their gin range is just it comes straight out. That is one of the instant hits that you get lone wolf's just gone from strength to strength it's a really affordable brand as well you know it's it's available in supermarkets and i can't i cannot fault it in any way i love their whole range i was actually lucky enough 
to win their whole range. Amazing. Yeah, about 15 months ago at the time, I got their full set. And then since then, they have launched one or two more, one more. And I tonight I'm drinking their cactus and lime flavor, which sounds... Strange. It's an interesting combination. What does cactus taste like? It's It's got a weird... I don't even know if it would class as the cactus, but it's got a really weird... I'd call it spiky taste. And that sound, I know that sounds strange because <laughs> it's a cactus. Spiky. But yeah. it, that's, that's obvious. But it's very much just a... Um, it's got the same base as everything else. It just has a slightly floral tint to it. Ever so slightly. Just But if you mix it with the Mediterranean tonic, it is one of my favorite drinks now it is one of my go-tos i'll have to see if i can find that one in the supermarket and check it out i'm just on the original but the only tonic that i had tonight was like an oriental one it was a fever tree one i can't remember the full name of it but um does it go it does go. It tastes really, really nice. I'm trying to think what this tonic tastes of. It was just... Does it add flavors. a floral scent to it? Mm. Little taste test. I have to try it again. I don't know. It tastes nice. <laughs> I've, got, I've, I've, gone down uh, I've garnished with lemon. I feel like the lemon's coming through quite a lot. Maybe it's quite citrusy, the tonic that I've used. Brilliant. Look, I've always said this about gins, tonics, everything. It is trial and error. It is finding a good base of gin. So Lone Wolf as as a, an original gin is a fantastic gin it is a go-to and if you build upon a good base and you put in a quality tonic if you like it keep going with it if you want to garnish it with lemon lime throw in a full passion fruit in fact they've got a new one coming out with orange and passion fruit oh now we are talking right also they're like a porn star martini gin yes exactly like a porn star martini gin so oh, that sounds amazing yeah i i saw it this weekend it's got an orange so all of their their rebranding that they had done about 18 months ago they had their wolf face on the the branding is quite iconic now and it changes color depending on which one you've got it is actually one of the coolest designs i've seen i would happily i don't have any tattoos but i would have that tattooed if they do want to sponsor us for any reason i would have that tattoo <laughs> that's quite the sponsorship deal it is it's a lifetime sponsorship deal which i feel could you know could work oh well i I'm going to go on their shop and check out some stuff like you know i ordered some beers from there not so long back and i just love Brewdog as a brand. I think they're really fun and kind of all the marketing stuff that they do. I geek out on that stuff. But as well, they are, I think there's something like the only carbon negative brewery in the world i want to say now don't quote me on that but they do have really 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 good sustainability quotas yeah and they are they planted a forest in scotland they now take out twice as much carbon as they emit into the air so amazing supporting businesses that are doing something like that like it's like voting with your pound and if you give your money to businesses like that it does good in the world so it's just a small thing that consumers can do to make better choices yeah you've you've talked about wanting to progress some of your passion projects and i know through the felicity diary that you have as one of your channels that is a real passion of yours to sort of progress on the sustainability element and the gin world is not exempt from that and just distilleries in general this is what i'm learning so i am exploring 
trying to be a better citizen of the world and these small changes that me as a consumer can make. And so I have been learning more about different businesses and products that we can buy that make a difference. And the reason I want to talk about it on the Felicity Diary is to try and help spread the word because some of these brands, BrewDog's obviously a huge brand and you can buy it in supermarkets and what have you, but there's a lot of these smaller brands, brands that are online, but are trying to cut plastic out of their ranges. They've got really, really good supply chains. That means that everybody that is involved in bringing that product to fruition is treated fairly is paid fairly Mm -hmm. and it's just things like that that I've started to learn about and there's some great people on Instagram to follow as well and so BrewDog this is I've always liked BrewDog beer but I didn't know any of this stuff about them and it's something I learned about earlier this year and now I'm like well you know what I don't I can spend a bit more and get BrewDog I'd rather spend my money on something like that than buying the cheap beer from the supermarket that is having a greater impact on our planet it's making an informed choice but taking the time to to do so so you're actually influenced by not just their their how they market it but also taking the time to look in past the marketing and see what they're actually doing yeah and i mean this the, when you start digging into this subject it's so well i find it really really interesting but you know we often blame big corporations for not being as sustainable as they can but as consumers if we take our money away from those big corporations and spend it with businesses that have better credentials it will start to change the economy and as consumers we have the power to make that change we can all play our little part on that you might think that you as just one person what impact are you going to have but if we all do our little bit you know before you know it you'll be having all sorts of products changed like you can buy toilet paper that doesn't come in a plastic wrapper you can get it in a paper wrapper you can buy deodorant that's biodegradable Mm -hmm. and the packaging is fully recyclable so you don't have a plastic deodorant dispenser I mean this goes for all kinds of products and it's a whole sort of mindful even like banking like this is one thing that I've started to learn about and I know it sounds really boring that I'm going to talk about banking but I have a pension with one of the mainstream pension companies but if you start to look at where they invest that money and what they're doing with it whilst they're looking after it for you they fund all sorts of things in the world that I think if people really knew about wouldn't be that happy about whereas there are banks and investment funds and pension funds that will only invest money in projects that are going to make the world a better place or treat people fairly. And like I say, it's something I'm only scratching the surface of at the moment, but I just find really, really interesting. It's definitely something that I feel we spend a lot of our time scrolling. We're a lot of the times on our phones and and we're heavily influenced by brands in general. As you've just said, you can apply this to every aspect of your life. If you said to me, name a bank you know you've you can reel off a few if you said to me name a chocolate bar you know we've i mean we've talked about certain chocolate bars before <laughs> yeah. but you can reel them off and you just sort of accept them for who they are but actually scratch a bit below the surface to find out where your money's going into and yes there's a lot more to learn and going you know just touching back on the gin piece when i first started gin blogging you know i was just really 
channeling my journey, you know, finding some gins. But actually what I found was I became as passionate about where and how the gins were made and the packaging has become a, a massive thing, especially over the last six to 12 months. I've noticed more and more companies, as you know, I get quite a bit of gin mail, you know, that mm-hmm. it, it, it comes through. And I've noticed more and more going to fully recyclable packaging and, you know, rather than because a lot of it used to come in the air packs, you know, the, the yeah, thing to that, protect the glass bottles. Yeah. And, and now uh, someone designed and I cannot for the life of me remember the name of it, but it is just essentially a big cardboard outer that goes in like a. It's like corrugated. Isn't that's it? the word I'm looking for. See, this is why we're a double act on this podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it is. And it, it, that's exactly how it comes. And I love that. Whenever I see it, I instantly get a little bit more invested in the brand. And it's a really, really good uh, feeling towards them. Well, when I ordered the beer from Brewdog a few weeks back, when it arrived, everything in the packaging is recyclable. So it didn't even have plastic sellotape on it. It had Amazing. paper sticky tape so that even it's like down to that kind of level of detail they're living and breathing it they say they've said this is what we want we want to be a good citizen of the world and they're making that trickle through to absolutely every process that they have it's kind of if you look at it in a in a slightly weird way and this is a very big insight into how my mind works now it's kind of like looking at it like a recipe you know if you say that you've got a vegan recipe but you know, you've used eggs somewhere along the line or a splash of milk, then it's not a vegan recipe. And if they're saying that actually we're fully recyclable and we're fully this, that and the other, but yet, like you say, they've got plastic tape across, instantly you're sort of questioning, well, what else might not be there? Or that's something that in my mind, you know, I hadn't even thought about, but they have fully gone into it. Yeah, it was just a really small thing that I noticed. And I was like, yeah, that, you know, you really feel like they've thought about everything. Love it. And it just, it's a change for the the better. We're talking a lot about change and it is a really good thing to see company like that who, like you say, are very visible. They're in most people's awareness, whether it be through the beers, through the gins, through just the brand in general, that they are taking uh, a stand and being on the front foot of this needed change. Absolutely. Yeah. So everyone can take a leaf out of Brewdog's book. And I've just found out, yeah, so they have planted a 2000 acre forest. Wow. And that's how they offset their carbon emissions. I'm not even sure I can imagine the size of 2000 acres, but it sounds a lot. I want to go. It sounds great. I, I think hashtag road trip it should be the new thing. Yes, we definitely should take podcrastination on tour. Love this. We can search the country. We can stop off at gin distilleries, ask them about their carbon neutrality, sample their gins, and record at some point. Yes, we better make sure we're using an electric car, though, to practice what oh, we yeah. drink. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I mean about adding the little bit of butter into a vegan recipe. <laughs> we'll get there. And that's it. Like, I am making very small changes, and there are some things that I still do that are probably really bad for the environment but I'm starting to make better choices in other areas and eventually those small changes will start to have a big impact on my input into the world but also that what my little gestures have that ripple effect for the greater good and we have to do something because this planet's going down and it is in a really sad way but we have to do our bit and we can only do our bit you know as much as we can protest against this that and the other when it's needed 
needed, we can make small changes every day. It's the same whether it's going to uh, the gym or changing your diet or this, that, and the other. You're making a change. So why can't you make a change in the products that you buy, the time that you invest into researching the products that you should buy? And if you do it enough, like you say, and take the money away from the companies that aren't considerate on this, then they'll have to change as well. For a long, long time, it was always about value for money for me. So I would find the cheapest of this or, you know, it it was all about squeezing the most out of my money. And that was because I needed to. Mm-hmm. because I didn't couldn't afford to to not think like that and then that was so ingrained in me that then that just kind of carried on even after I started earning a bit more money but I now realize that just because something is cheap right now doesn't mean that it's cheap forever because it's going to have a knock-on effect and it's what it costs to the planet then or in a few years time when things get even worse uh, that cost is going to come back to us some way or another probably through a tax or you know we're going to have to start paying fees on things so a product might cost some of these sustainable products might cost a little bit more than the kind of mainstream equivalent but spending that little bit extra is making a better contribution into the economy and the price that the planet pays for it as well really good point so essentially your term of value changed from being monetary into actually a a physical feeling and and an impact value exactly that you know I have just bought a deodorant and I know that the deodorant that I usually bought was a pound yeah it was always I always bought the one that was on offer in boots and it was a pound and this one that I've just bought was a lot more than that Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because that money is I'm in a privileged position to be able to make these kind of choices. And I know that not everybody in the world can make these choices. But because I'm in a position of privilege to be able to do that and I can afford to do it, all the more reason why I should. Yeah, I feel um, that you are not alone in, in sort of feeling like that in some respects, because we if we're all pushing ourselves towards making these changes and the companies that are making these changes and the sustainability of it, then it becomes more affordable and it becomes something that anyone can aspire to, anyone can get into, anyone can make their little changes. And the mass consensus then becomes sustainable rather than a throwaway culture. There are a lot of companies that are really sort of putting this on their agenda now. And one thing I was really, really pleased to hear was, so a lot of tea bags have microplastics in them. And although people like compost their tea bags and stuff, what have you, it, um, they don't fully compost and the microplastics end up into the ecosystem, which gets back into the food chain. And we essentially then eat that. So it's, it's not good for us but my favorite of all the teas yorkshire tea take the girl out of yorkshire um (laughs) they are in the process of completely replacing their tea bags and i believe they're about the production line they're obviously huge huge changes that they have to make to to do this 50 percent of the tea bags that you can buy now in the supermarket will be their plastic free ones and i think by the end of the year they're hoping that they will all be plastic free that is incredible do you know what i did not know that about tea bags you know it sounds like a strange sentence to say but i didn't i don't know a lot about tea bags in general <laughs> but i did not know that and to know that a company that is so well known again and, and so well revered that 
they are not just resting on their laurels. They're actually going, do you know what? We see this, we recognize this. We've got to be part of that change. And they will have invested a lot of money to have to change these processes. And they're not pushing that cost back onto the customer. The the cost of the tea bags hasn't gone up, but they have seen that that is worth their investment. And, you know, it's that profitability, responsibility paradox. I like it. Do you remember this from our uh, university days? I mean, very, very vaguely. Uh, Obviously, I've been every year, I like to revisit the textbooks, you know, and and just remind, I'm joking, fully joking. I couldn't tell you where half of them are i am resting my microphone on two of mine you are that's the closest i've come to one of our uni textbooks in a while and it's through a screen god knows why i still have them i have them just not to hand (laughs) well i took my marketing ones out i was clearly having an imposter syndrome kind of day and i was like i better go and reread the principles of marketing (laughs) (laughs) in that case there's a few i should uh, dig out then i i um I think the main thing is it's it's something that we've all known, you know, we can't stress too much about climate change and everyone's known it for a while, but I feel like it has been known and talked about, but not a lot done about for quite a lot of our lifetime. So it feels strange to know that we're in a time when actually I'm surprised by companies making investments and really good changes because it's it's not new news it's not fake news despite you know we're not going down that sort of thing and it's it just feels weird that actually now is a time when they're finally not putting it off you know we are podcastination we're all about putting things off but this is something that needs to happen now I do feel like change is starting to happen I think sort of 20-30 years ago it was all about how we can make things cheap people the consumer wants things cheap that's all that they want and I think now companies are realizing that that isn't the most important thing it doesn't have to be mass-produced available cheap the way that people shop is just completely changing and evolving and I think these credentials and again, as, as as consumers, we can influence this. So, you know, buy those better products. And if we start buying the toilet paper without the plastic on, it will make the toilet paper company that wraps theirs in plastic go, oh, well, we better change ours then because we're losing customers to this other company, you know. So by buying the right products, the better products, you can affect change. I feel like I'm going a really eco-warrior on this episode, but I just feel really, really passionate about it. Like I say, I'm very, very new into this world and teaching myself, but it's a complete mindset change for me and just changing the way that I think about it, like I say, it's not, it's no longer about buying the cheapest thing anymore. It's about buying the better thing. Really good. Really good point. Even starting somewhere small, like with your gin of choice or your beer of choice is a fantastic change. It is making a singular and informed decision that can just have a knock-on effect and you you don't even realize that you're still getting something good something quality and you know we're not here we're not paid for any of this we're not promoting anything other than to say it's we've noticed and you looking into this more and more you know you're learning stuff it's imparting knowledge onto me and anyone else that's listening hopefully it's imparting a bit of knowledge and just the occasional sort of moment where you just sort of stop yourself before you make that usual purchase to say Okay, is this the right one? Is there something I can do better? Basically, what I'm saying is I'm justifying all the beer and gin that I'm drinking because I'm essentially planting a tree every time I have a drink. 
Wow, that is an incredible thing you're doing then, and congratulations on For saving the, the world. Good. Yeah, yeah, fully. And <laughs> cheers to you then, and cheers to that. Cheers. Cheers. Full well, gin. I, I am. Um, I have a quote that sort of ties in with all of this. Ooh, Lizzie's quote of the week. Quote of the week. Ooh, the vocals are sort of nicely warmed up with the gin. Lubricated. I didn't want to use the word. I felt <laughs> wasn't sure if that was part of the PG podcast situation. <laughs> Change can be scary, but you know what's scarier? Allowing fear to stop you from growing, evolving, and progressing. Ooh. Every week I'm surprised by just how important these quotes can be. I find myself thinking about them two days later, not getting them quite right, but they sort of stick with me. Oh, well, and I'm glad. A, I, I know it's a bit cheesy, all the quotes that you, inspirational quotes that you see on Instagram and stuff, but I lap it up. I love it. And you know, I always love an Andy's alternative when you bring in your oh, inspirational yeah. quote. Yeah, I know. Um, I feel Cheryl Crow, a change would do you good is probably oh. the best I can do tune tune right you know when you've forgotten about a song yeah oh i'm gonna have to put that on when we finish recording i have a little dance you have fully even if you didn't mean to well do me do do me good good. i don't even know the lyrics (laughs) i think that's it i think that's essentially just the chorus but big if big song in the 90s if you don't know and it's really sad if you don't know that's made me feel quite old Again, we are aging ourselves. Mm-hmm. But shout out Cheryl Crow, big, big fan in the 90s. Um, it just is an important message. And whatever type of change you're making, you're going through, and you're having quite a lot at the moment. So it seems you're trying to change the world one purchase at a time. Plus, now there's a whole change in your life. Yes. Yeah. It has been a huge like whirlwind. And they always say, you know, a dog is for life, not just for Christmas. And it's, it's, it is huge making that life decision. And yeah, there's definitely been moments where I've just been like, oh, what have I done? But that's but good. I love him dearly. Good. And it, I have had that in some respects. You know, I didn't grow up with any pets and I didn't know like you said the the life that you mourn from before you don't know you never appreciate what you are going through or or have at the time but actually you're doing an incredible thing for him but also for you yeah and you've got to keep moving forward and you've got to keep changing and evolving and those days are gone and behind me and they were fun and they were amazing and I've got fantastic memories what I can remember and that will not go away but it's like it's the next chapter isn't it and it's what I've wanted and funnily enough I about four years ago I worked with a life coach Mm -hmm. and she was amazing and we worked on a lot of sort of goal setting and kind of a bit similar to what we do with with this really and there was some career stuff in there some lifestyle stuff and but one of the goals that I had was to own a dog to have my own little dog and I've always wanted a little sausage dog but I just was reminded myself this week that that is what I put four years ago and it might have taken me four years to get here but I've still achieved that goal and I've worked towards it and it's always been in my mind that that's what I wrote down that's back then and it's always something I've I've wanted for myself having a puppy would just be <laughs> carnage chaos and it would it would trust me it is 
But the opportunity to foster Oscar came up and he's perfect to have in the flat because he's a small dog and it all just, you know, it was just absolutely the right thing to do. So yes, I always thought I'd get a sausage dog, but I've got absolutely no regrets and I'm a complete pug convert because he's just like the cutest, most affectionate (laughs) thing ever. He knows I'm talking about him because he's breathing changed. Of course he does. Is is he our podcrastination mascot oh yeah yeah and he's he's up for coming well and coops but you know he gets a lot of attention anyway he's still in the sort of young pup stage so we've got to give oscar some love yeah well he would definitely um, i'll bring him for cuddles soon yay when we're allowed he's got to be yeah he's going to be there we've talked about this first recording when we're actually in the same room well be prepared because oscar's going to be on that recording as well Yes, it's going to be carnage when Oscar and Coops are introduced to one another. Coops and carnage are just two words that go hand in hand, to be honest. <laughs> um, Zoe shared on on her Instagram stories after last week's episode mm. a picture of Coops sat outside the door where you record the podcast and he just waits for you mm-hmm. to finish and That's come where... out. And I just thought that was the cutest thing. That's where he'll be now. And occasionally he'll sort of wake up and go, are you finished yet? And do the scratching and then he'll go, okay, he's not finished. And he'll just go back and that that sort of thing melts your heart and I don't take it for granted. It makes me love him more. And the fact that Oscar's already lying within a foot of you or, or less, probably on oh, your feet. No, like, yeah, literally two centimetres away from me. That's the best thing, you know. But if I had Cooper in this room now, there'd be a lot more panting because he'd just want to play. So that's why I'm not cruel. I have to shut the door, but he does then just actually sleep. Well, he. what our listeners don't know is that producer Lizzie sometimes has to edit out Cooper because <laughs> he does like to be a bit vocal sometimes, doesn't he? He does, but fair play to him. He hasn't been tonight, clearly. Uh, Oscar is a good influence on him. They're both very well-behaved pooches. Exactly. See? We're such proud parents. You've changed already. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I met a friend for a walk the other day without Oscar because he can't walk too far. And we were just chatting. She was asking me how I was getting on. The stuff that I was coming out with, even I was like, who even am I? But she was just like, oh, you're a new mum. But it was all <laughs> of the new mum things that people say and worrying about stupid little things. And it's like he's fine like you don't need to worry about that the the question remains though do you now talk to yourself out loud but pretending that you're talking to oscar yeah and it's a good job there's no like cctv or anything in my flat because (laughs) earlier on i was doing this little dance to him i was trying to get him kind of excited because he he has these moments where he gets really excited and wants to play (laughs) and i want him to kind of have that stimulation and stuff because that's good for them isn't it and so I was trying to get him in a playful mood and I was like doing this little dance and dashing around and singing and talking to him and he just literally stood there staring at me as if I was some kind of freak and I was like god if anyone could see this right now they would just think I am a complete nutcase Uh, I feel that when this becomes a video podcast we need to recreate this and see if we can get Oscar to look at us in the same way I feel like it could be a TikTok, a kind of what my dog sees TikTok. Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's uh, all good content. Exactly. Oh, bless him. (laughs) Those will be your most used words this week and for life. 
bless. One thing that I'm really having to get my head around, though, is obviously I am a non-meat eater and having to deal with his meaty dog food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dog foods are definitely an acquired taste. Not that I've tried it. I just, I mean, for dogs. (laughs) Yeah, when it says tripe on the tin, I'm just a bit like, ugh. (laughs) It's not even a word that sounds edible. But he likes it, and that's that's all that matters. Oh, bless him. <laughs> right, I think we should probably wrap this up before it becomes a dog appreciation podcast. It's too late. It's happened. You know, the change has happened. It's a very exciting week. You are definitely going to go through the roller coaster of emotions. You've already said it's like a whirlwind, but it is for the better all round. And you are coping. You're doing brilliantly. And yeah, just enjoy those those good moments that's part of any change isn't it anything that comes into testers you've got to appreciate the good sides of it and look for the positives and and just enjoy where you are right now i think it will make me a better person a more patient person and ready to embrace someone in my life i i've been single for six years and one of the main reasons was that I didn't want to get my heart shattered again. Well, Oscar's come into my life and within six days, I know he's going to completely break my heart. I fully know that feeling. So good luck this week because that will only get worse and you will grow stronger for it. So Andy, if someone's got a dog and wants to tell us about them, how can they get in touch with us? Well, depending on which one of these they can remember, if they go on Insta, it's at PodcrastPod. On Twitter, it's at PodcrastinationPod. Or you can email us your tales at contactpodcrastination at gmail.com. See what you did there, tales. Right? Did you like that? (laughs) Couldn't go an episode without getting a joke in somewhere. They they've become more subtle. I've <laughs> I've learnt I shouldn't just force them upon people. <laughs> we need them in our lives. It adds adds a bit of humour and smiles to our days. A bit of bark to your bite. Oh God! Right. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> in that case, Lizzie, cheers to you and to Oscar, and I will see you both next Tuesday. Cheers! I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.